What's up? This is Matt Franco. And this is Eric Gentleman. Welcome to Mind Over Magic. Hello to the Mind Over Magic listeners. Um, my head is sort of spinning because I just sort of haven't stopped in the past few days. It seems like you haven't either, Eric. I know you're a little under the weather today from all your travels and whatnot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm feeling it, man. I, I feel like I did so much this last uh, week between podcast recordings. Me too. Like, I feel like it's been three weeks. I've, yeah. It's not even like living like for life for the cast anymore at this point. It's like work hard, play hard. That's that's the only like phrase <laughs> I could think of. It's just like I've been, you know, working every day, performing every night, six nights a week and going out after almost every show for different sort of festivities and whatnot. And I kind of enjoyed it for like the first week. But now I'm like, wow, this and I have to go out again tonight. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is a, it's a lot. This was like maybe this is what my life was like pre pandemic. I don't know. Right. It definitely feels like things are back, especially like being on tour. Like, I feel like I'm really, really on tour again. But uh, again, all that travel has caught up to me. And now I am sick. Like, I feel like I have the worst cold. I have the worst. I don't know. I haven't. I'm going to double check and make sure it's not COVID. <laughs> but um, right. Right. Yeah. Uh, but no, it just feels uh, I, I don't know. I'm going to try and make it through this episode. <laughs> And people are busy yeah. and out and doing things. I mean, the past week or two, we've been not sold out, but oversold. If you've ever been on an airplane yeah. and like they offer you a $400 voucher to not get on the plane, because I don't know how that happens, by the way. Like, I don't know. Like, the seats are numbered just like in a theater. But we've actually had those situations where we've had, of course, we're able to accommodate it. We don't have to kick people out. Um, we're able to, you know. Add, add seats without it being over fire code but it's it's been just madness which is a great problem to have oh wow well did you just ask if i've ever been on an airplane oh boy that, oh boy not- have i been on an airplane this week <laughs> <laughs> were any of them oversold where they offered you to get off the plane <laughs> no no they they do do that though <laughs> were any of them delayed Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All of them? I think that I don't know how many delayed flights there were this week in the country, but I think you were on each one based on your oh Instagram. My God. Uh, it was it was a rough uh week of travel for me for sure. Then, then why is that? Is that a shortage in uh pilots? Is it weather? What what's happening? I don't even know. Some of it was really? weather, some of it was I don't know. Like there was um my first trip to North Dakota was like they just the plane wasn't gonna make it like there was so much mechanical issues and then there was a delay and then like for weather and then I was like what is happening so I ended up having to switch cities which I was flying into so like to like be like okay I need to make it to this gig in North Dakota what's another airport near the city that I can go to it was instead of an hour away I instead of flying into Fargo I went into Grand Forks and I uh, had to drive like two and a half hours, but I made it like just in time for the sound check. Right. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Did the show. It was a lot of fun. And then on my way back, luckily I didn't have a gig that day because that was St. Patrick's Day, uh, was uh, I got to Minneapolis and then spent 12 hours. <laughs> oh, my God. In the Minneapolis airport. Now, why, if you knew, did you, if, all right, so I, this actually happened to me once in Minneapolis, and I knew uh-huh. I had like a, I can't remember how long the delay was, but it was several hours. Yeah. So I actually just went to the Mall of America. Did you stay at the airport? I stayed at the airport because we were trying to get me onto a flight that was like also going to New York, but then New York was just having tons of weather issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then originally they rebooked me for the following day, like in the afternoon. I was like, that's not happening. First of all, right. why are you rebooking me for the following afternoon when I know you have morning flights? <laughs> like, if right. you're going to do that. <laughs> and then, like, everyone was trying to change flights. Uh, the key is, by the way, if you go to the Delta Lounge, the uh, agents there at the desk, they do the great job of, like, helping you out. But for the overnight, they were not even going to, like, put me up at a hotel or anything. It was like, What's happening? And finally, one flight, um, gate agent was able to get me onto the last flight out to LaGuardia. So I was wow. like, I was in the lounge that whole time because we were working on it. And I was on another flight that got delayed. And then it was like, there was a lot happening. <laughs> you know what, though? Even though, you know, in these 
quote unquote like tough times and what i mean by tough times are mm-hmm. being sick having yeah. to travel getting delayed all that stuff like it's a pretty good time to pinch yourself and think like wow i'm able to like wake up be flown to north dakota to do mentalism i mean that's pretty like yeah. don't you still think of that sometimes or do you, it's it's easy to lose sight of but it's really cool well that's why i wasn't freaking out so much on the way back when i wasn't trying to make, make a gig because i was oh, like oh right yeah it's nerve-wracking on the way there if you're gonna yeah. make it on time and it was yeah. st patrick's day in the lounge they were making like fancy green drink like mimosas and, uh, that's fun and had like little like green pudding cups and was like all right they're they're celebrating the holiday here i'll just chill and hopefully they can get me back but uh awesome but boy do they have delays and then on my way uh to orlando for a gig i had uh had a delay that could not it was it was it was tough because i had a virtual show in the morning and then had Mm -hmm. to fly i had one flight that could get me to orlando for my corporate gig that night and i was like this cannot get delayed at all and right and i get to the airport and they go all right we're about to board Sorry, we're going to have to delay. And I was like, not another one. Oh, my God. But it was luckily only like a 30-minute delay, and they were still able to get us in. But get this, Matt. They were delayed because the flight attendant couldn't get from Manhattan to the airport because, like, the shuttle apparently <laughs> Oh my God. didn't pick her up or she was out partying in Manhattan. I don't know. <laughs> it was like, you don't have a backup flight attendant. <laughs> of course not. So they were able to find someone just to cover the uh, onboarding process, and then they made it eventually to the airport. I was like, from Manhattan to LaGuardia, that's going to take a while. <laughs> right. So. I thought they were just going to make you wing it without the attendant. Do you, I feel like we could get by with that. I mean, we've flown so much, we could probably do it by now. Yeah, right? I feel like I could do the flight attendant routine. Although maybe so. not, because I haven't really heard it in years, because I just wear headphones. <laughs> I'm a little worried that like I've seen the instructional video of like what to do in an emergency so many times and I've zoned it out so many times that like if it actually happened, I wouldn't know what to do now. (laughs) Did did I? Yeah, exactly. Did I ever tell you about the time I was on a plane and the uh, there's usually like a person on the video screen sort of dictating the what to do the safety video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the little screen in front of you and the flight attendant standing in the aisle was just sort of standing there smiling and I realized why she was the person in the oh, video. Oh, it's like you saw the celebrity from the TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How funny is that? That's great. Yeah. It's funny in retrospect because she definitely just like stood there intentionally. I was like, this is different. They don't normally just stand here and stare at us. Oh, I see what's going on. She's maybe hoping <laughs> people realize, wait a minute, <laughs> which I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's it's wild traveling right now. I mean, the weather is just so bad. Like the flights actually getting canceled. That's the thing that like really freaked me out. <laughs> I was like, oh no, how are we gonna fix this? And right, you know, all that happened. But uh, you know, I made it to all the gigs and was able to perform at them all. So uh, yeah, it's just that's the road life. Gotta get there back on the road. <laughs> well, you're gonna be here in Vegas and not not too long, about a month, right? Yep, I'm gonna be in Vegas. I'm gonna be um, kind of uh, bouncing around. I, I've, the, these are longer stretches. I felt like I'm doing on the road. Like next week, I'm gonna be on a little like um, Midwest tour, a little bit from Michigan to Indiana to um, Minneapolis or yep. area or Minnesota, right? And then the following one, I'm gonna link together my I have a gig in the Bay Area and then I'm going to take some time in LA and then go straight from LA to Vegas so I, I gotta take you out when you're here yes I, I've, I've what have you been up places. to what have you been doing everything so ever since the John Mayer <laughs> concert I feel like I've been out every night since then I did uh you get it now okay. why I was going to so many shows if you're like feel like you're missing out <laughs> well I went to one I did go to one show and now here's the thing I've seen it before several times I've seen absence several times oh such a great show yeah <laughs> but I had some uh, family in town um Tiana's cousin so we we brought them out to absinthe also went to hell's kitchen oh yeah I've always been by that but I never like had any food there or eaten there and uh i was blown away i know it from the show yeah i i was absolutely blown away um i found out i didn't know this there's like normally like a two-month waiting list to even get in that place oh really had no idea and i really didn't know exactly what to expect from it but you know how when you go to like either a comic con or like a 
or even a live show or like a variety show or even like an AGT live type thing. And you see the acts from TV and you go, oh, this is from TV. Kind of like we were just talking about on the airplane. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I guess, what it's like at, at Hell's Kitchen because like a lot of the things on the menu are famous from the show. Oh, yeah, like a Beef Wellington or... Yeah, like, you, yeah. you literally know the menu, so you've seen the show. <laughs> I, yeah, I used to watch it, yeah. I mean, you don't get Gordon Ramsay there screaming at people, though, right? That's not part of the experience. So apparently he is in there quite a bit. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> and I don't know if this was like a bit or not, but the guy who sort of escorted us in, I don't know if it's like a maitre d' or manager, what the proper term would be. His name was Manny, and he said he's on the show. Oh, maybe. Yeah. And like, I don't know if he was like just doing a bit or not, but he's like, yeah, I'm the guy that does this on the show, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, awesome. I have no idea if he's telling a joke or being serious. (laughs) We will sit down now. Thank you. But it was like, it was such a cool experience. I mean, the presentation of the food, Mm. the, I got a drink called Notes from Gordon. Okay. Yeah. Was it harsh? Is that what? Was it harsh? Um, well, that's the thing. I thought that was just like the name of the drink. I didn't know that it was like basically a gin and tonic that also had like a little flag in it that had a note on the inside, like a fortune cookie. Oh, from really? Gordon. It had a real note? Yes. <laughs> so I, you know, I had to get a couple because I wanted to see if all the notes were the same, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I got the one, the first one I got, I remember was, this kitchen has more smoke than Snoop Dogg's tour bus. Wow. <laughs> and I can't That's recall funny. what the other was, but what a, a clever little bit. And they don't even tell you on the menu you're getting actual notes, but but you are. So that was really cool. The desserts were amazing. Uh, the food was fantastic. And honestly, I'm just like, I'm anxious to go. That made me think, like, why don't I do this stuff more often? I live in Las Vegas. I finish the show. Um, it's around 830. Right. And if I'm free that night, why not walk over to somewhere that's amazing and nearby in walking distance and like world class, right? Why not? Yeah. You've got so So, many entertainment options right by you. Yeah. And went right from there to Absinthe. And Absinthe is always a good time if, uh, you know, if you want an an adult show uh, Mm -hmm. experience, it is, um, it's just, it's just always, always a hit. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love that show. I always try to catch it when I can. And Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. acts are always changing too. Um, Yeah. I saw a few new ones. Good, good, good. Did you see the, the juggling? Was the jugglers were the jugglers in there? It wasn't a trio; it was a, a solo juggler. Oh, okay, great. But I believe they have like two casts now mm-hmm. because they're doing seven days a week, and some of the days have three shows. So like they'll go on at uh, their last show would be at like eleven p.m., which is actually the one that I saw. Look yeah. at me oh, staying out late. Go. Yeah, you've been um, out late. <laughs> so I'm not sure how they rotate, but I believe they have like two different juggling acts and gotcha. two different, you yeah. know, yeah. not things that are exactly the same, but two, two skater duos and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. That's great, yeah. man. I'm yeah. glad you're taking advantage of the shows. Uh, I went and saw a show called space dogs here in New York, which was a lot mm-hmm. of fun. This was, um, it's, it's like closing its run. So I get to, see, it was the last chance I got to see it. Uh, but it's about the, uh, the space race, uh, okay. between the U S and USSR at the time. And uh, basically, the story about the uh, scientists that used dogs as the first animals in space. And uh, it's fa- it was fascinating to watch because, I, I mean, I like that kind of, you know, that Cold War history, which is a little too on the nose these days, right, with everything going on. But, um, but the fact that there was this kind of competitiveness of getting things in, out into space and it really accelerated and... Uh, but the the story of it was fascinating because it was just two guys created this whole musical together uh, and they're like playing guitars and like singing and taking on multiple characters and like they had all these they didn't use real dogs in the show but they had all these stuffed animal dogs that they were like throwing out and it's all about Laika the uh, first dog in space and uh, we stayed for a little uh, you know chat back after the show and you got to hear a little bit how they created it and testing it out, you know, out of market and then bringing it to New York and doing this off-Broadway run. Uh, and then just, like, the tech also involved that they, like, seem to create all these things themselves. Like, they had little puppets of the dogs in different versions where they can, like, float them up uh, on a crane like a disco ball to get that kind of vibe and, like, little, like the dogs were like moving their heads to the music and certain things. So it was like, it was really cool to see the show. And if they remount it somewhere else, I def- 
definitely recommend uh, you check it out. But uh, I had a fun time watching Space Dogs. Do you think I'm going to go? I don't think you're going to go. No. <laughs> Why? Well, I also don't know where it's going to go again after it closed the New York run. So. True, true. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I saw there's like fun. a Karate Kid Broadway thing coming. Have you heard about that? Oh, I haven't heard about that yet. I feel like I heard about it and then I feel like I saw like an update. Of like maybe even they did casting or something and announced the cast maybe, but I could be wrong. I, I might have dreamt it. I feel like if that is coming to New York, you will be on a plane and be there opening night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, yeah, if, if it's doable, I'll be there. I don't know if they, they're probably dark on Sundays though, right? Uh, no, Monday's usually the dark day for uh, Oh, okay. Broadway. Okay, so yeah, maybe I could catch a Sunday show. Yeah. yeah. I would so do that. Yeah. So I think the reason I got sick, Matt, is because I had one day off in Orlando Mm -hmm. and I went to Universal Studios Mm -hmm. and I did both parks there all in a day by myself. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, solo. Yeah, all by myself. Got to go on a lot of the single rider lines to, you know, get get through the, the the rides fast. But I think it was. I think it was the combination of me exhausted from the day before where I just didn't get any sleep doing two gigs and flying to Orlando in time to do a corporate gig. And then also just like all the kids running around (laughs) with all their, you know, touching the handrails and all that stuff. But I get to ride a couple of new rides I hadn't ridden before. I did all the Harry Potter stuff. Uh, Hagrid's motorbike is probably one of the best roller coasters I've ever been on, Matt. So fun. What was it called? Which one? Hagrid's Motorbike. See, I don't know what that is. Like, am I, is that a brand I'm supposed to know? It's from Harry Potter. Hagrid. Okay. Is like so I'm character. not supposed to know it. Okay. <laughs> and he rides a motorbike. <laughs> Any and, new listeners are just yeah. blown away right now that I never, I don't know anything about Harry Potter books or movies. How about Jurassic Park? You familiar with Jurassic Park? I know it's dinosaur related. Yeah. Do you know what a Velociraptor is? I think that's just a type of dinosaur, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they have a new coaster called the Velocicoaster. Okay. And it's one of the most intense roller coasters I've ever ridden on. It was so really? amazing. Yeah. yeah. So amazing. I, I, oh, gosh. I'm, like, so not a thrill seeker anymore. No, no. I mean, that's the other thing is, like, not only was it the tiredness that I had a lack of sleep, I was also – uh, you know, subjecting my body to all these G's of intensity. Yeah. <laughs> Props to you, though, for doing the solo trip. That is that is actually a fun thing to do. I like to do things by myself. Yeah. I, you know, that's a fun thing. Theme parks are a pretty good thing to do by yourself because you can skip ahead on certain rides and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm a huge Simpsons fan, so I spent a lot of time in the little Simpsons land there and had a flaming Mo at Moe's you know tavern and a dump beer and had a good time i had a lot of fun uh but i wanted to bring this up uh i don't know if i'm just getting spoiled with travel or not just let me know (laughs) i want to get your assessment on this matt so i had to transfer hotels from the hotel i was doing the gig at the night before to a new Mm -hmm. hotel and Mm -hmm. i got to the new hotel early because i knew i wanted to make it to the theme park and I get there and I'm like, they're like, oh, we don't have your room ready. And I kind of expected that. And I was just like, all right, well, can you just like hold my luggage? I'm going to go to the you know theme park and I'll be back late tonight. And they looked at me like I had two heads. Like holding luggage, I thought was pretty standard with hotels, right? Yeah. W- w- like, yeah, <laughs> of course. Like if you can't check in, they'll like put lock up your luggage for you. They were like, well, well we don't have a place for luggage. It's like what? What do you mean? What? It's like, am I just going? Have I been to too many hotels where that's just like assumed? I assumed that they would have. I think that is assumed. Right. I thought so yeah. too. It seemed so, to be so a big this, ordeal. This wasn't a check in though. You were checking out. You said I was checking in to this. Oh, you new were checking hotel. in. Yeah. But it's the same thing if you let's say you have to check out at a certain time, but your flight's not for another few hours. Right. You could leave your luggage with them. Go grab something to eat, come back and pick it up. I mean, totally standard. I, I, I thought any hotel. Yeah, I thought, I mean, we've even done conferences where we've had things shipped to hotels and they have a yeah. little storage room for, you know, we've sent like promo and stuff. I remember when we were, you were doing the colleges with me, we would yeah. send our Franco Talent promo ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, but now, the- now, did you choose this <laughs> hotel or did a, a client put you up there? I chose this hotel because it was the extra day. 
and I'm trying to get some points on one of my loyalty <laughs> hotels. So okay. I was like, all right. Now I don't know well, if, if I want to be. Well, if it's a loyalty be... thing, you should be familiar with the brand, right? Well, I mean... now I'm wondering if I should be loyal to this brand. <laughs> so they looked at you like you have 10 heads yeah. and said, where are we going to put it? And you said, what? <laughs> so, so they're like, we can keep it behind the desk. And I was like, I'd really prefer it be locked up somewhere. <laughs> And not just out in the open. They're like, oh, someone will be at the desk the whole time. And I was like, well, right. I, I really don't have any other options because I like only have this one day to go to the theme park. And uh, right. I guess, all right, keep an eye on my stuff. And then they're like, well, we'll be able to lock it up or something in the general manager's office when they come in. Did they? Did, so no tag? <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Right, like a little bag claim. It's totally standard. It's like you know, it costs nothing. It's like a piece of paper for yeah, them. They wrap yeah. it around. They give you a little, so they match the numbers. Uh huh. Uh-huh. No. Nope. I'm blown away. <laughs> Me too. I was very upset at the moment when they were like, "What?" <laughs> and I was wow. like, "Well, good luck." I kind of just trusted them and was like, "All right, I'm gonna have fun at the park." And then when I got back late at like 10, 30, 11 p.m., I went to the desk and I was like. I think you have luggage back there somewhere. <laughs> and he was the the new person behind the desk was like kind enough to be like, can you describe the bags rather than just right. giving them? <laughs> so, right. So like I told him the brands and exactly what I had. And he's like, all right, this is you. <laughs> oh my God. He's like, I didn't know what these bags back here were for. They've been here all day. <laughs> I think I don't know. Listen, maybe you need to up your your game on hotels. What what brand hotels? Maybe new loyalty yeah. for you. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. Perhaps. <laughs> or was it like okay? Was it an airport hotel or something? No, oh. even them they should have. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. Okay. I, I'm glad it wasn't just me that thought that it was very strange that they didn't. Well. <laughs> I wonder if this is just like a new normal. There are a lot of services that went away during COVID that are mm. seemingly gone forever. Right. Maybe this is like a result of that. Maybe they have new staff. Maybe they don't know the process or where the closet is, where they put that stuff. Because I feel like that has to exist. Like even housekeeping, yeah. right? Do you have to like request it now in some hotels? Sure. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, you know me. I always just put the do not disturb on. Same. Yeah. But now yeah. I don't even have to. Right. Because they're not going to go in and <laughs> they're not coming in. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'll tell you what, though, after that day at Universal, I was maybe this is just showing my age. I was so sore and tired from doing rides all day and walking around from park to park. And I think that's right. when the, uh, the whatever I bug I caught, <laughs> you know, right. Even right. with COVID going on, I know still like normal sicknesses of the cold and the flu <laughs> still happen. Right. Uh, but well, I told you I got Ugh. sore from pinball, so don't yeah, feel exactly. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So yeah, uh, gigs otherwise went really well, and I'll tell you what um, the the show I had last night, even though I you know started to feel that cold coming on, I, I had to tell you a big tip: have a sick emergency pack when you travel. You know, mm. I would not have survived if I didn't have like. My night quill, my day quill, my afternoon quill, my Peter quill, my uh, porcupine quill, whatever. Uh, I just had that all stuff in my bag already because uh, I have traveled while you're sick. And it's not fun, by the way. Mm -mm. It is not fun. Uh, but getting tissues and, you know, cough drops and, you know, I was so medicated up uh, for that show I did in, right. in Pensacola. But we still had a lot of fun, and hopefully the audience didn't notice. Uh, they, A lot of people came up to me and just were still blown away, and I was like, cool. And then I, that means I fooled you twice. <laughs> Not even just with the show, but the state of my health right now. And you know, I was by being, the way, I was being careful and you know sanitizing and making sure everyone was still safe. That didn't catch it from me, but uh, yeah. You don't even have to say that anymore. Everyone, we're, we've moved on. <laughs> yeah. Well, the world has moved on. Settle down. True, it's true. And the episode title is Lots of Quills. <laughs> Lots of Quills. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so That's anyway, well, I am thrilled, glad you're back. thrilled to be back. And uh, I, I am trying to get better because I have more gigs coming up. So I'm taking today off and all of uh, tomorrow during the day. But I'm supposedly I'm back at Speakeasy Magic. I did it last weekend. 
it's nice. so fun to be back at speakeasy magic uh and i and, uh and i'm back there again this weekend they have they've upped it to 14 tables matt there's 14 magicians That's wow a they lot actually of have one per table like that that rotate wow it's like a mini magic convention it really is it's crazy and then we're all in the green room and we're all like talking magic and wow not talking magic right <laughs> it's it's a lot but i i'm so thrilled to be doing that show it is really it, it feels like one of those moments in history like we're gonna be talking about that show uh, wow when we're older because i think if so i find unique. myself in new york i'd like to go as a patron yes you definitely should and mm-hmm. i've gotten to see it like i said recently as a patron to see mm-hmm. it from the audience perspective but Yes, you do need to come and see it because it's very unique. It's such a yeah. such a moment in time, and uh, uh, it's a blast to do it. It's really fun. You, you kind of every table is a little challenging because or a little different because the audience there is also experiencing it for the first time, so they don't know what to expect. And some people, you know, have been drinking too much. Some people are at terrible angles for magic. So oh, you're, sure. you're constantly gauging the table to see how to best perform for their experience why would there be terrible angles for close-up magic though um well because think of like a long bean table like a poker table right oh i thought they were round they're not round no okay so you're in the center and you have people immediately to your left and immediately to your right okay gotcha see i had to i recently got used to that yeah and mm-hmm. and uh, when I saw it from the audience perspective, I got to see how some of the other performers handle it, whether scooching everyone into the table real close or some actually push their chair back. Some people stand at certain times. Like it was I like, call oh. it the Tamara's pit. Whoa. What does that mean? Well, Juan Tamara is always is surrounded by spectators when he performs That's on stage. Yeah. Immediately to his left, immediately to his right, and you'll see other uh, performers in the Spanish school kind of follow suit on that. And then I adopted it as well in, in my show in Casino Night where I wanted people kind of surrounding me and one immediately right. to left and right. I, and I, I grew to really love it, actually. And it feels like you're all together, if, and part of it together, as opposed to having someone across from you, which is kind of what you grow up getting used to. Now, I've seen your casino part of your show. Now, imagine those people that are onto your left and your right even closer to you <laughs> like they are well, like yeah right next to you <laughs> yeah yeah no honestly i've thought about it if it was convenient to actually bring up 10 people i would but mm-hmm. like it's not convenient to bring out 10 chairs and all that and i thought right. well you could have some people standing over each yeah. shoulder of mine yeah. but i thought you know what four is good like a poker table it's fine that's what's happening with speakeasy it's become so popular especially on the weekends that it was normally like around nine tables sometimes they added more so the fact that they're up to 14 tables and now I feel like instead of 10 people at a table, there's like 12 people at a table. So How many like, people do I have to watch? Oh, you get do to I see s- five close-up okay. performances plus some stage acts interspersed between. So then there are a number that I don't see. I never see their close-up That is act. correct. So then mm-hmm. when you see the ca- like the curtain call, which I was just thinking about the other day, is the audience member sees 14 magicians come up and be like, I didn't see most of these people. Like Right. Like normally it was like, oh, I didn't see like half of them. It's like now I didn't see three quarters of them. And oh. it's almost you want to come back again to see the other acts now. Oh, so I get it. Yeah, yeah, true. But also you don't get to pick and choose who you get. No. I feel like I it's would random. want to. I, you can see the other people performing at other tables in the background. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it's hard to like focus when in the background you're kind of like oh, you're wondering definitely. if the grass is greener on the other side. It it is hard to get people to focus sometimes, especially like when I'm performing and a giant fireball goes off in the background and everyone's heads turn and be like, no, 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 come back. <laughs> you know? It reminds me of that famous meme of the guy holding hands with his girlfriend uh-huh. and just looking back over his shoulder at the other girl walking by. It's a very, very right. famous meme. Yeah, you yeah, familiar yeah. With it? I am. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what it reminds me of being at this thing. Yeah, and it's all about it. Well, like the fact is, no matter who you get, you're gonna have a good experience. Like it's a really, really good show, um, and they really book like the best of the best in New York for that yeah. show. So uh, there are distractions, but you're that's another challenge for the performer. You have to be so engaging that it doesn't really matter all those other distractions. Like I try to time certain things with the fireball that like happens. Oh, nice. You know? So like, 
there's like little moments and like little bit of interactions. And um, one table I was performing at uh, behind me, this other table was just going like, woo, and yelling and screaming randomly because like, one of the guys was a little too drunk. And my friend Mark Calabrese was at that table performing. And I just mm-hmm. kind of stopped what I do went for a second because it was so distracted at my table. I like got up and just kind of like went up into his face and was like, what are you doing, Mark? You're like you're messing up my show. Like we had a, like a little like back and forth. And yeah. then I got back to my table and I was like, I'm not really going to fight him because he'll he'll kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Mark looks like, you know, he's all tatted up. He's got, yeah. like, you know, uh, I think he has a knife in his act. And I was like, nope, I, that was a gag. <laughs> and, and we're actually really good friends. So, so right, of course, we're right. not going to do that. But having little moments like that throughout the show makes it unique uh, yep. to each experience as well. So Awesome. Hey, I had I think, a, uh, oh yeah, that? go ahead. I was going to change gears a little bit and maybe jump into a riddle if you want. Oh, please. Yeah. Let's do that first. Yeah. And then you, you get into whatever I just cut you off. No <laughs> worries. So let's get into diddle me this. Diddle me this, diddle me that. Will Eric end up stumping Matt? Riddles. All right. A man shaves several times a day, yet he still has a beard. Who is this man? Who is this man? Yes. (laughs) Any man who shaves his armpits. (laughs) That's one way to go go at it. No. Um, That is not the correct answer. uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. What do you mean? Well, he shaves his head. Jesus' head is interesting. That is, and a, possibly his armpits. By the way, as, uh, we can that, we can find out. <laughs> that's I'm sure that's Googleable. I like that you just were like, well, if you still got a beard, you shaved other parts. So yeah, yeah. I will say I will add add this addendum to this riddle. A man shaves facial hair several times a day, yet he still has a beard. Who is this man? Okay, well. That is uh, my updated version. I hope it still makes sense. It does. Yeah, no, it makes sense, but I know the answer. I've got it. Okay, what do you think? His name is Guido. Is it, why is his name? <laughs> what? His name's Guido. Uh, um, I, okay, well, explain. Guido is the name of the barbershop I used to go to back in Rhode Island in uh, Johnston and. There was Big Guido and Little Guido, father and son, and a couple other guys as well, Jeremy and Ron and, and others. And I think it's a barber. You went more specific than you needed to, but yes, the answer is a barber. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, so he shaves other people, and then he can still keep his beard. Mm-hmm. Love it. That's the riddle. All right, let's jump into trivia. Matt picks up the question, then he stares at it. Eric's at the ready, time to use his wit. Pressure, 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 trivia, pressure, trivia time. So I have a source I've been using yes. for all the trivia that I give you. Uh-huh. And I just found out today that there is a magic category. Wow. <laughs> Now, I scrolled through the first few questions because they were just too easy. Who made the Statue of Liberty disappear, okay? Sure, when they're in a subject area, you know, suddenly they're too easy, (laughs) man. (laughs) So I went with maybe the third or fourth one down, which I found to be a little more challenging. Uh And I think I might stump you. Okay, yeah. I also think there's a chance you'll get it. Okay. Okay, let's hear it. The riddle is. No, the trivia. We did riddle. Oh, I'm sorry. The <laughs> trivia is. And I'm going to correct this a little bit. I'm actually going to correct the trivia to make it a little more accurate here, but I'll explain. Wow. So the, it says, what magician did Harry Keller pass his magic wand to in 1908, thus extending the royal dynasty of magicians? Now, just the, the minor correction here is it's not normally referred to as a magician's wand. It's the mantle of magic, but... Oh, I, I still rem- knew what they meant. I sort of remember this from the opening of Lance Burton's show. Um, That's okay. There, I don't remember him referencing it, but it makes sense that he would. There is 
a lineage here of this kind of like the uh, classical magician and then the surpassers of that and they all have like the same similar type of like magic poster of them uh i have two names that came to mind maybe three but i don't know the order like this is almost like a you know socrates plato aristotle thing mm -hmm. <laughs> um but well i have choices but let's hear yours first um, immediately, so Keller, I thought, then maybe Thurston, then maybe Dante. Those are the ones that I, I came up with. And then I was like, did they eventually get to, like, Harry Blackstone? <laughs> I don't know. Mm -hmm. So what are the choices? Okay. The first choice is Herman the Great. Oh, okay. Second choice is Dante the Magician. Yep. Third choice is uh, Lee Grable. Okay. Fourth choice is Howard St How Howard Stern, Howard Thurston. Yeah. So my initial thought was Thurston. So like Keller to Thurston in my magic history, I think makes sense. So that's gonna be my gut answer. I'm gonna go to that. Did I get it right? Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Did so he, for my huh? did he pass it to Dante after that? It went to Dante. Nice. And then to Lee Grable. Oh, I don't know. I don't I don't think I've ever heard that name. <laughs> I'm not really familiar. I know his name because I know this lineage. <laughs> and then it went from Lee Grable to Lance Burton. And as far as I know, I think Lance still has it, which I don't understand. He's been long retired. He should probably pass it on. Wow. So it's, But it's up to him, I guess. So, if it, so I guess this is an official I, wand. It's just like the idea of being this master magician being there might down. be something that goes with it right i don't know um <laughs> let's see it says may 16th 1908 ford's theater in baltimore halle keller passed his magician's wand to uh howard thurston who was performed maybe it was a wand i've always heard it referred to as a mantle of magic but uh howard thurston who was performing with him on his farewell tour thus extending the dynasty it's like passing the Batman mantle like <laughs> down from, you know, Batman to, you know, all the different people who played Batman. <laughs> no, later on, they're actually are describing it as a mantle. So I guess it goes either way. Wow. I like but that. Anyway, good job. That's a good, uh, good uh, trivia for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pull some more from here. I uh, cut you off with a riddle. What were you jumping into? Oh, oh. Uh, well, I, I was excited last night. A couple minutes before I went on stage, I, I had a special guest in the audience. I found out. Um, oh. Cake Boss, Buddy V. Oh, I would not know the name of Cake Boss. I only know Cake Boss. As Cake Boss? <laughs> yeah. No, I've never seen Cake Boss, but we have vending machines in the link where you can buy cake. So if you forget someone's birthday, this guy's been saving people for for years with stuff like that you go right up to the vending machine you get yourself a cake now all of a sudden you look like a hero <laughs> and these are those giant slices of cake or are they you know what cakes? i don't know i've never bought a cake from a vending machine but i have been to his restaurant Let's and i add believe it to he's the opening list. when i hmm? when i come to visit vegas we'll add it to the list we'll get a vending machine cake yeah well i think so he's opening i guess two restaurants like one's a food truck i think and one's a restaurant i think at link which will be open in like a month um I may be getting some of the details wrong on this, but I, oh, I, wow. I know he's op was telling me about it. And then uh, he also has a restaurant. I haven't. Been, I, I have been to it actually, but it was a few years ago when I first opened here, and I believe it was at the Venetian. It was called Buddy V's, which is like an Italian restaurant, which was great. Yeah, but uh, it was great. so fun. That's he cool. came with like uh, eight people, his whole family and kids, and like, uh, yeah, it's like an Italian family. It's all like it was almost like uh, the Sopranos. <laughs> And they enjoyed the show. They had a good time. Oh yeah, no, it was. Uh, they're all from Jersey, which is not too far from Rhode Island. So I felt like I was right back at home, nice. you know, hanging out with all them afterwards. But uh, do you think always they, fun to see who's gonna pop in. Do you think they go to Guido's? Well, <laughs> if they were in Rhode Island, I'm pretty confident they would go to Guido's. Okay. But what nice people though, and yeah, uh, I yeah. guess uh, some of them, I guess, are based in Vegas. But I think most of them, you know, are from and from new jersey and live in new jersey but and now have you seen the show uh i don't know if i've seen the show i don't think i'm so. shocked by yeah. the way i thought for sure that you would have seen this because i feel like you watch food shows i watch some yeah yeah it's not a competition show though is it i i'm not exactly uh, sure so you haven't watched it either <laughs> well do i watch any shows really no, no. <laughs> 
I watch scamming videos on YouTube. That's about it. Right. I'm still on that, by the way. <laughs> exactly. I'll send you a link because I know oh, you haven't cool. checked it out. Oh, yeah, I haven't. <laughs> you you I forgot haven't, all yeah. about it. I have. <laughs> Let me tell you, it passes the time. Yeah, I could have used that in my 12-hour layover in Minneapolis. <laughs> Absolutely. You should have told me. Well, actually, you did. <laughs> I was too busy editing this podcast in the lab. <laughs> Which really, we, there's not a lot of editing. It's more the putting it together, yeah, making it yeah. all Syncing in it sync, right? right? Are right, you right. editing us out? Are you editing? No, things I'm out? not cutting. No. I'm like when we speak over each other and stuff like that. Just kind of really, kind of fixing things. And yeah, wow, I didn't even know you did that part. <laughs> I thought I thought we were just doing it perfect every time. I, I like that we're 90 episodes in, and now you realize that I'm putting a lot more work into this. <laughs> No, no, it's not the amount of work because I know how much it, work it is to yeah. to just like get it all to yeah, yeah, yeah even yeah. without editing words, just to like sync it up, upload sure, sure, this sure. and that. Yeah. I, yeah, I that yeah. is a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but you're not actually you know what you what you hear is what you get. There's right, not yeah, we're not, not cutting out anything. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. You hear everything. which is a shame in cases like this where we're just talking about the <laughs> editing of the podcast. <laughs> So let me but we love gears. you and thank yeah. you for listening. We do we appreciate do. you we listening. <laughs> Let's switch gears because um, the other thing that was really fascinating and, you know, I've been on a bit of a kick on learning other people's creativity processes, uh, you know, doing the Nate Staniforth course and everything like that. Um, I actually got to perform with this uh, gentleman at Speakeasy last week. Uh, he's uh, becoming a, a, a close friend. I, I met him, uh, you know, a while ago when he was consulting on um, some shows in Vegas uh, but Blaze Sarah, who does some amazing sleight of hand with cards, unbelievable yeah. stuff. Yeah, I met him at Magic Live. He um he does this crazy thing where he's just holding a deck with one hand, and you he shows you the face of the card on the deck, turns it over, you name any card, and then just turning it back, it's the card you named on the face of the deck. Like it looks yeah. like pure magic. Yeah, the one arm bandit he calls it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. really really great. So. He was at Blackpool uh, doing a lecture on creativity, and I bought his lecture notes. I didn't go to Blackpool, but he, you know, I bought his lecture notes to read about how he approaches it. And uh, he has a great process of, like, breaking down the problem and doing the right research and then putting things together. But the thing I really took away from his creativity procedure, and I don't know if you ever do this, is uh, if you just set a timer, who's like, if you're trying to brainstorm ideas or for the, either the presentation of the effect you want to do or for the method of how you think you're going to accomplish that, he's like, put a 25-minute timer. And it kind of forces you to write it down as many ideas without judgment and just create as you know this kind of flow of thought. And then after the 25 minutes, you can go back and assess like, oh, that wasn't maybe the best idea for a method or you, you can qualify it after the fact. But – Setting the timer itself kind of forces you to get into this, you know, flow of spitting out ideas that sometimes we're too busy self-editing in the moment, right? Yeah, I've heard of people doing this. I have tried setting timers, but I've never stuck with it as like a regular practice. I think it's probably a great practice, but um, yeah, I guess I, I guess I've never struggled with it enough to the point where I needed to like do. I, I usually just kind of. If I'm having, if I hit a rut, I'll I'll go away and come back, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> usually that's about how long it takes for me to be able to jump back in. But the setting timer thing, I've heard a lot of people say it works wonders for them. Yeah, it's just the idea of putting any parameter on it because he gives the example of you know back in school you had those little essay books you know on a test and you, like sometimes it's like write an essay. And if that was the only prompt, you kind of would be stuck with right. choice paralysis of like, what am I going to write about? But then if they gave you a specific prompt of like, this is the essay topic, then you're like, oh, I can actually hit these points. You could brainstorm things and then choose a direction and just go with it. Uh, but when it's too wide open, you know, then sometimes you're just stuck and you can't get past that initial push. Let me tell you, yesterday, I wish I set a timer. I woke up at four in the morning. Why? <laughs> just had had ideas and work on my mind, okay. so I started good, working. Good, good. Yeah, wow, cool. 4 a.m. I was up catching a flight. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you were up before me in New York time probably, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So 4 a.m., I started the day, and uh, I raced out of the house. 
to get to my show on time. It was later than I've ever le- left the house before, wow. just about, uh, because I never finished what I was doing. And I still didn't finish what I was doing. So you were working from 4 a.m. to like when you leave for your show? Yes, but I also got pulled away to do other things sure. throughout the yeah. day that yeah. like, uh, okay, let me, uh, the dog needs to go out. Let me go walk the dogs, mm-hmm. um, have some renovations happening. Not sure if you can hear them now. I don't think the mic is picking them up. So I had to deal with some things going on downstairs uh-huh. uh, and just like very uh, other work related things for the show and, you know, I had to jump on a call or two. But every time I finished the other task, whatever it was, eating, whatever, I went right back in. So gotcha. it really was a, a stressful day, uh, in turn, but, but fun. And then I, I did have to lay down in the middle of the day for like an hour, which really, I think, just made me more tired. And then I just went right back to work again. <laughs> were these new pieces you were working on? Like new yes. Yeah, yeah. This, this ties right in. This ties right into the say. goals. Wow. Wow. It's like we're yeah. pros. Yeah, no, it does, because um, you've been busting me up for the past few weeks, which I expect you to, by the way. Yes, that's why we put this goal out there, is to hold each other accountable. So So we're going to refine one of your 12 dozen effects. No, Not 12 dozen. (laughs) I want you to be working on 144 effects. No, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, 12 effects or routines. Yeah, I had a co- I had a couple of pages worth of ideas, and and I just rather than work on one, I kind of wanted to just go over. It's almost like writing a theater show that you talk about all the time. Yes, you know, like I, I was kind of putting together these ideas and trying to kind of tie them together. I, you know, it's hard to say really how this all started, but um, yeah. So I just started working on that some more, and yeah, I'm enjoying it. So you were you were able to accomplish working on one effect. Literally, when we hang up. I'm going right back into it. That's great. I like yep. that fire. I like, mm-hmm. yeah. I like, I if I was not going to just rest the rest of the day, I would probably work <laughs> on some effects myself. But I'm going to focus. I'm going to just skip ahead to my goal is uh, focus on resting and there you getting go. better. <laughs> uh, but uh, I did uh, work on a little bit of the graphic design variety for our social media. Uh, hopefully, if you're listening to this, you've checked out our social media, especially the Instagram and Twitter and Facebook accounts, where I posted video of me and Matt talking about different things during the podcast. So hopefully you'll enjoy those. There will be more to come uh, of that. Uh, but So that's my goal for next time <laughs> is to rest and get better. But what's, mm-hmm. what's your goal, Matt? I'm going to go with the continuation because I'm I'm still in the midst of it now. So I have no choice but to go with that. Also, it's the easiest option for me to come up with right now. Yeah, I like that, too. Can we <laughs> tease any of the idea of? Uh, no, just, oh, nope. oh, they're okay, just on great. paper right now. Perfect. Yeah. You don't want to mm-hmm. spoil spoil the fun yet. Not yet. No, it's just not time yet. But <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm having fun working on the ideas. That's what we do. Right. We sit, we write, we work on things and. Maybe someday they, they see the light of day in some way. So Yeah, absolutely. So, well, this was, uh, I made it through the episode, Matt. <laughs> I'm surprised. You did great, by the I'm, way. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going right to bed after this. I'm going to sleep and, uh, and to go from there. But what about plugs, Matt? Tell me about plugs. No, this is all, my hair is all natural. I don't have any hair plugs or anything like that. So, uh, well, Giuseppe pretty does much. a good job. Guido, what's well, yeah. <laughs> I called him Giuseppe. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> that's yeah. That, so no. That's plugs. all the Dayquil kicking. <laughs> <laughs> what's my excuse? Lack uh, of sleep, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Come on out, Las Vegas Magic Reinvented Nightly. Uh, I believe we we're gonna have new dates going on on sale very very soon. Um, for the continuation of summer. So anyway, we are having a blast at the shows. Come on out and see and see one when uh, when you find yourself in the great city of Las Vegas. It is uh, a dream come true to be able to do, so I hope you all come out. And uh, speaking of Las Vegas, I'll be in Las Vegas performing at Scoop Fest at the end of April, so you can check out uh, scoopfest.com, I think, or Hey Scoops, whatever. You'll find it. Google it. Uh, but, uh, Matt, I'm, I extended a couple days after that weekend, so I'm going to hopefully you have some dark days. Maybe we can go sit, hit up some shows and grab a vending machine cake or something. I'll take you out, I'll take you out after. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll do that. Uh, you can also, uh, if you want to book me for um, 
virtual shows like I did and then fly to a corporate show in the same day, <laughs> like my busy day of this past week, you can visit me at ericdittleman.com where you could, you know, book me for all your fun needs. Uh, and then um, I'm appearing at Speakeasy Magic quite often here and there. Uh, so I, I usually find out sometimes just the week of if I'm going to be on the roster. So follow me on the social media. I'll uh, I'll keep you up to date. Uh, so that you can find and that show sells out quick so if you want to see me at the show or have a chance of seeing me at the show because again 14 magicians who knows if i'm in your rotation <laughs> but uh try and buy tickets fast i know uh there are individual tickets or you can uh really pay high end for like a champagne table and get like a full buy out of a table but uh it is a little pricey but uh it's reflects the quality of the show uh which is real fun so uh you can check that out at uh, mckittrickhotel.com i believe again google it speakeasy magic new york uh and then a couple other uh, local shows i'm popping up on here and there for some friends but uh um you know some comedy shows and variety shows like that but uh you could check out where i am on my socials at ediddleman matt you're of course at at Matt Franco, except that, for t- except for TikTok, that's at Matt Franco Magic. Oh. Thank you to all the listeners. We and appreciate then, you being here with us for uh, our ninetieth episode. Yeah, and of course, check us our uh, the podcast out at Mind Magic Pod. Visit us at mindovermagicpodcast.com and uh, hit us up on the email. We're gonna jump into mailbags again in future episodes uh, at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail Over. We did it, Matt. We did it. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.